Welcome to the Butts and Seats Podcast, episode number 85. Hey! We're married! Depending on when you listen to this episode. If you're listening to it in the morning of the 26th, um, we're not married yet. But if you're listening to the 27th or the evening of the 26th, we're married! I am debating what time to put this episode out. Put it out at 4 p.m. That's what I was thinking. That's a good idea. We're married! Oh no, oh no. Oh my, drink it, chug, drink it, Nick. I'm poorly pouring champagne for this episode. To toast. Uh, This episode does not deserve it, I will say. No, this is coping champagne. These bubbles are to celebrate our nuptials, but also just to get us through the pain that was this episode of Nitro. So happy wedding day, Emily. Happy wedding day, Nick. Today we will be talking about the absolute shit show that is the February 21st 2000 WCW Monday Nitro. My friends, this was a garbage show. This was so bad. This is probably the worst wrestling content that Nick and I have both watched in a while. Ever, maybe? Uh, yeah. I, I was going to say, I will see how I feel at the end, but... I don't know. That tank haven't matched. That might as well have been on this card. Yeah, this was um, maybe the worst Nitro we've ever watched. And I'd say that's saying something, but we usually forget them pretty quick. So. We really do. They come into our brain as quickly as they leave them. Admittedly, there's nothing as memorable as the Finger Book of Doom, but in terms of just, like, having to sit through two hours, this this felt like work more than any other episode ever has. Definitely. This was not something that we could sit down and enjoy watching. No, this I, was a task. Yeah, there were a lot of points where I was going to be like, okay, like, you, you finish this, I'll just watch it tomorrow. You are the one that suggested that we watch this in two parts more than me like we were like 40 minutes from the end and nick's like do you just want to watch this another time <laughs> like we're so close to the end we gotta power I, through and we should know that this is a two-hour night show it's, oh, yeah, not, it's, it's not, not another three. surprise three hours it's not even a three-hour show it's just painful and this is how we get to celebrate our eventual wedding day let's go we are recording this obviously not on the wedding day because we are about three weeks out in real life but you know, we've said it before, we're, we're recording a lot so that we can have stuff set for you guys while we're on our honeymoon. So yeah, we're fine. still a little naturally paced for this one. Uh, the next two are going to happen back to back three days from now. Let's go. So, so um, it's wrestling weekend. Brother. Admittedly, this was the worst vibe to go into that with. Absolutely. Cause cause like, I don't want to watch wrestling ever again. Yeah. And on that note, uh, our Patreon will be out at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, hope you're enjoying the uh, Legends House and the pay-per-view. Um, are we doing Unforgiven? Yeah, you you decided. We locked in. We did Unforgiven 2006. In. We've not recorded it yet. No. so um, That's why I'm questioning it, because I don't know if we've actually agreed upon that yet. I know of three matches. It is Edge, John Cena, Trish Stratus, and Lita, That's the only and Carlito, Randy Orton. But additionally, we have the WrestleMania 18 episode that we recorded as an unaired pilot, and we decided to edit and put out for all of you. Subscribe to that. Give us a little wedding gift if you feel like it. Also, there's some good content, so, you know, it's the best of both worlds. But yeah, it's a good time over there. It's Emily's time. It's me. It's time. It's It's all about me. It's Emily time. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And I think we're planning on sticking with the seats in the butts branding over there. Seats in the butts. <laughs> Which I don't understand. Ass the, in the chair. I don't understand the physics. No, that, butts that, in the ass. 
ass in the chair in the butt. Ass in the chair is is butts in the seats. Yeah, I'm it's saying, a little different. I'm saying flip it. Seats in the butts doesn't make physical sense, but well, ass in the chair is the same thing, just a little different. That's what the Patreon is. Considering we haven't done Unforgiven yet, I'm like, I'm gonna do all all this heavy lifting of running through the matches. It's going to be the same for Not me. Not necessarily. We don't have to go play by play. So yeah, the uh, $5 tier will get you all of that content day one. Let's go. And we'll sort out future tiers as we go. We'll figure it out. It's a play by ear situation. $5 gets you those. $50 gets you a review of your choice. And we'll figure out the in-between tiers. And maybe under tiers. We don't know. We'll find out. The under tierer. The under tierer. He's very sad. God. But yeah, so we have a uh, shit episode of Nitro to talk about. Yeah, we should just power through this because this is going to be hard for both of us. Yeah, we're somewhere between powering through and just going on a thousand tangents just to. It's uh, fucking annoying. Yeah, we'll find out. Is this episode three hours? Is it 40 minutes? We'll find out. Ratings wise, this show did a 2.8, which what? is like kind of in the category of like, that makes sense. Amazing. I didn't. I can't believe it didn't do better than that. Next week's show does a 2.1. Good, because this was garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I think everybody saw this one. Ugh. This is on the tier of, if I had watched this show in the time that it aired, I don't think I would ever watch WCW ever again. Now, are you saying you're watching for the first time or like you've Like been as watching? it aired. Like, yeah, yeah, no, if I was following the storylines, if I had been a wrestling fan for a long time and I switched to WCW to watch Nitro for this Monday night, I don't think I'd ever watch again. Admittedly... It does feel like we're at the point of like, yeah, you can check out. Yeah. This is the exit on the ramp. Nick, we never actually said what it is we do here on this podcast. Do you want to regale the listeners? Me and you love each other when we get married. That's what we do. Other than that. Oh, um, oh, I guess, so for this. This. What we're actually doing right now. We take a look at the week by week crumbling <laughs> and just despair of weekly nitros and hope the pay-per-views are better the last one actually wasn't bad at what point do we start taking shots every five episodes at what point do we take shots every episode (laughs) that's how i was gonna ask yeah it's kind of sad because the last pay-per-view like i get why people wouldn't have purchased it but like it wasn't bad I mean, no, it wasn't bad but it also wasn't great it was uninspiring it was a mid-tier nitro yeah. It's not a pay-per-view. It was an inoffensive TV show. I would not pay extra for that. At this point, I think I would. If if the alternative is this fucking Nitro weekend. No, because the alternative is change the channel and go watch Raw. I mean, over on Raw, they are in the, the midst of the uh, Mick Foley retirement storyline. Yeah, that holds. I did peek ahead a little bit to see the pay-per-view buys for No Way Out because you were all concerned. You're like, oh, Royal Rumble's not a fair comparison. It's not. For a pay-per-view, that's their most profitable pay-per-view other than WrestleMania. Like, I don't think that's apples to apples. It's also a gimmicked pay-per-view. We'll get there next week, but I hate to tell you, the number's only a little different. It's not massively different. Oh, and uh, by the time you're hearing this, we will have purchased WrestleMania tickets. Let's go! If y'all are going to be at WrestleMania Philadelphia, find us. We'll do a Seats in the Butts meetup. Not a Butts in the Seats. So only for Patreon members. If if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, don't fucking meet us. You can meet me in line for a beer. And I will say, hey, cool, nice to meet you. And then I'll buy my own beer. I'd say if you're on the Patreon, we'll buy you a beer. But the Patreon tier is cheaper than the beer at WrestleMania will be. It's going to be so expensive. I'll take a picture with you. Yeah. Let's go. If you can find us. Picks for days. 
I do have some um, facts page notes before we get into this episode. Okay. WCW is dabbling in and out of touring in Europe. Okay. They did a bunch of shows in Germany. Which I'm sure went over super well. They actually did. Oh, shit. Okay. Weirdly enough, like, at this point in time, the UK is, like, starved for content. Like, live content. Oh. So, yeah, they, they like, sell out a bunch of shows around this time. Bret Hart comes out in Germany and gets a massive face pop. So, he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to be a face then. Bret Hart was in Germany? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, in the UK shows, he's like, yeah, my doctor said I shouldn't be flying, but I didn't, eh, I didn't want to miss this. So That sounds right. But yeah, he's like, oh, well, Germany loves me, so I'm not going to heal on Germany. So Okay. In the upcoming weeks, they'll do the UK tour, and it is main evented by some horrendous matches. That sounds about right, seeing as none of them are televised. Not horrendous in quality, but horrendous in star power, where, like, Buff Bagwell is the solution to send the crowd home happy. Yikes. At least it's not the Harris boys. They do one of the main events. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, in the UK, not in Germany, to my okay. knowledge. Well, that's good, at least. There's a, a story from around this time of uh, Chris Jericho's wife, proud American that she is. So she went to some local store. I don't know what it was, a Toys R Us or a Walmart or whatever. And she found a two-pack of action figures, which is usually how they kind of come. Yeah. Of like wrestle each other. Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko. Oh, okay. And she's like, oh, shit, we don't have this one yet. Sure. Went to go check out. Rings up as Hulk Hogan and Sting double pack. So, when you're getting residuals, all that money... It goes to Hogan. Yep. Oh, fuck you. And this apparently, in the Observer, led to a lot of stories of like, oh yeah, I had something similar happen. Oh my god. Hulk Hogan just continues to be the worst person on this fucking planet. Yep. Jesus Christ. Like, give me any kind of redeeming story about Hulk fucking Hogan. I don't have that because he's continuing to talk shit on radio interviews. Of course. Dude, shut the fuck up. Stop fucking talking. Because it's not even just Hulk Hogan that's a bad person. It's fucking terry whatever the fuck he's also a bad person oh terry balea terry balea yeah and terry balea doesn't even have a 10 inch penis like come on but he's still a dick elsewhere in the company uh psychosis is apparently stuck in mexico due to some visa issues i know he gets them sorted out eventually but i don't know when we will see him next and um related to this show emily who are some people who you would have expected to see here who were not here I mean, the people that you told me that are suspended. Uh, Sting. Nowhere on this episode. Oh, that's true. He was. Yeah, he was not there. You're right. You know why? You didn't feel like it? Pretty much. Cool. Sting straight up no-showed the show. Awesome. Love that. Love it here. Literally nothing can surprise me anymore, Nick. I am so <laughs> jaded by wrestling that nothing surprises me. So even when we're watching a show and Nick gets all up in arms like, I can't believe this is happening. I look at him like, you can't? I Can't do, you? I do actually want to formally date this episode. We are recording this on August 2nd. We have not watched SummerSlam. We have not watched Roman Retain. Watched Roman. I lose it. Roman Retain. We He's gonna. Roman versus He's gonna. Drag. He's gonna be the fucking champion of WWE until we fucking die, Nick. It's never gonna fucking end. And we just have to make our goddamn peace with that, okay? So the honeymoon's going great. <laughs> By the way, you will get an episode from our honeymoon. We're not recording in the hotel. No, no. Absolutely fucking no, not. No, it's going to come out the the while we're in uh, Napa. <laughs> I can't stop shitting on Roman Reigns. I shit on him last episode. I'm shitting on him in this episode. I can't fucking stand the goddamn man. And he's going to be the fucking champion until the day we die. He is the new Hulk Hogan. He doesn't well, do I was shit saying, fuck all. And he's going to be the champion until we fucking die, Nick. I say, Emily... WrestleMania 40, Roman Reigns, Hulk Hogan. Who's winning, brother? 
Don't make me fantasy book that. I don't want to think We'll have that. tickets at this point. It's locked in. Here's the problem. I don't even want an Uso to have it. I want it out of the goddamn bloodline. Yeah. I want it out. I want that storyline over. I don't even want Jimmy or Jay Uso to have it. Good for you for trying. I want you to leave. I'd like you to just be tag team and I want Roman to just fade off into oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. You still get that later. I don't get it, but it's fine. I don't care. You'd rather you'd rather him than anyone. I'd rather him. I'd rather anyone. 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 Anyone but you, Roman. No. Any fucking time. This is my last tangent, and I swear to God, we'll get into the episode. Any time I go on Twitter and I am like, oh, Roman Reigns. There are like seven people that come after and be like, you're just mad because he's good. I'm mad because he's a piece of shit. He just keeps getting championships. He's not good, guys. You're mad because he's good, but it's fake. (laughs) I can tell you. I'm so, if I'm the one telling you that it's, wrestling is fake, I'm so sorry. But wrestling is actually scripted and incredibly fake. Roman Reigns isn't that good. He is as good as fucking Hulk Hogan is. He's a showman. He is not a wrestler. He's fine. But he's lost his skill because he's just a showman. And he only wrestles like two times a year. I did see something recently. People saying like, oh, like he deserves like an Emmy. And it's like, an Emmy? <laughs> an Emmy? And people were like, it, it's wrestling. Calm the fuck down. I am, I am willing to give them an ESPY because what they do is actually athletic, but an Emmy? How dare you? All right. We should probably get into this episode. Yeah. We're a bit into the recording. Heat it. I'm heated. I mean, we were saying it's going to be a bunch of tangents or it's going to be a <laughs> How an, dare an, you bring up Roman minutes. Reigns knowing that I'm going to be mad. I'm tired of fighting with Twitter trolls. Twitter children. They're not even trolls. They're children. Look, there's a non-zero chance that... By the time this comes out, he's lost the title. Nick, I hope to fuck I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, we will take a shot of straight liquor on this show. I swear to God. Cross my heart. So, Emily, let's get into the show, except first we start with the Super Bowl recap. And So we can't get into the show. They're starting, like, they're showing a lot more clips than usual. They're like, yeah, we know you didn't buy it. We saw the buy rate. <laughs> we know nobody saw this shit. Then get the NWO arriving. No one wearing NWO gear. It's not even the NWO. It's the Yeehaw NWOs. This is not the NWO. We need a new name for this group. It's not NWO. They don't even come out to the NWO music. They, they have, come out to the Yeehaw whatever. They, are, they have the drop at the start. NWO. Yeehaw. Like, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, it's meant to be a Kid Rock ripoff afterward, but... um. I don't even think Kid Rock wants to be associated with this. We've acknowledged that this era is a bit of a blind spot for a lot of people. Yeah. In early April, we're going to do Reboot Nitro. When we do Reboot Nitro, the NWO does not exist anymore. Thank fuck. I just think it vanishes. I don't I mean, think there's a big send-off before. Like, I think who's in the NWO right now? Jeff Jarrett and the Nazis. That's it. It's three people. And they're not that powerful. They're just stupid. We said the other week, it's like Kevin Nash was in there. He turned a face on the basis that no one likes Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. The NWO is literally nothing. This is not the NWO anymore. If you compare this NWO to the NWO of, what, 97? Very different. Now, we say that, but the NWO theme will play like seven times tonight. Oh, yeah. They're getting their uh, mileage out of that song. We then get a very short Nitro opening package and then the opening pyro. And we get Mean Gene in the ring to bring out Hulk Hogan, but instead... Oh, confusion. What's happening? The total package comes out. Wow. Gene admittedly sells as well. He's he really like, does. Gene says, like, what the fuck is going on? I'm here to interview Hulk Hogan. He even, like, takes the microphone down, looks at commentary, like, what is this? Yeah. What have you done? I think it's around this time that um, Gene gets a uh, DUI, unfortunately. Oof. 
Legend House Part 2, coming soon. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Oh, related to Legend's House, Roddy Piper, nowhere to be seen on this episode. He's also not here. That's kind of what I thought, but I've gotten paranoid by being like, yeah, that's the last appearance. We'll never see them again. Do you think that was the last appearance of Roddy Piper? To my knowledge, it is. But your knowledge is flawed. It is. But to my knowledge, that's it. Your knowledge is not reliable. So Luger comes out, shows his muscles, and just kind of brags. He cuts such a nothing promo that I have no notes on it. There is a sign behind him that, like, really made me cackle. Is it Dirty Dom eats corn in the long way? (laughs) No, but it should be. No, the sign just says, very simply, what decade is this? And it's really an accurate sign, and I loved it. It's like, even the audience knows that we're just watching old men relive their glory days. And they're not even done. They're going to keep doing this for the next 20 years, brother. Well, some of them. Uh. Outside of not fitting into a t-shirt, Luger's pretty done after uh, WCW. Well, the thing is, we know that Hogan sticks around in wrestling for far too fucking long. We know that some of these men stick around until they're untimely deaths. Like, these men are going to keep living out their glory days for longer than their glory days even lasted. I'd say Hogan goes out kicking and thrusting, but even then he managed to uh, survive that tape a little bit. Isn't thrusting kind of the problem? No, it's the racist tirade on the... On the 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 thrusting! Yes. Jesus. What a man. So, Lex Luger shows his muscles. He calls Jimmy Hart and Sting Hogan's stooges. He then says he kicked the dog crap out of Hulk Hogan for 15 minutes... And Hogan isn't done with the total package. Uh, I did go back and look. That match went eight minutes. Amazing. (laughs) Which is not the only mention of the 15 minutes, but we'll cut back to that. Because cue Hogan's music and he's still wearing the cast. He's a real American. I know. No, he's got the red, white, and blue running through his veins, Emily. He was born and made in the U.S. of A. So Hogan then says that he isn't done with the total package. And he's like, you kicked the crap out of me for 15 minutes, but it was eight. But this man came out like Beetlejuice. Like, Luger said his name too many times and Hogan appeared. Like, out of Well, Hogan was supposed to appear. Admittedly, the interview was with Hogan, so I have no issue That's with him showing That's a good point. Up, You're so. right. The fact that Hogan's like, yeah, it was 15 minutes. No, it was Stop perpetuating the lie, guys. You know it wasn't 15 minutes. Hogan then says that Luger is running his mouth and challenges him to a match tonight. And he's like, well, there's a cage above us. So let's do a cage okay, match. I was ready to give them the benefit of the doubt because my initial thought when this match was announced is why the fuck was there a cage? What was the cage there for originally? All right, Emily, admittedly, in wrestling, you just need to accept that. But I was ready to give it the benefit of the doubt of like somebody else is having a cage match tonight or they're even like there's talk of somebody having a cage match. tonight. I was even willing to give it a passing conversation on commentary. No, it's just there. No, that that does happen sometimes. It's annoying, but it's one of those, like, like you know, suspension of disbelief. You got to just accept it. This, you're willing to give suspension of disbelief. It's dumb. It is dumb. I will admit that. But You are the first person to fight me on using that argument every time. The suspension of disbelief argument, you are the first person to fight me. Emily, I'm what's known as a hypocrite. Yes. <laughs> At least you admit that. This is overall kind of meh promo, but at least we have something advertised for the main event tonight. Let me something. We have something to mark the end of the show. Yeah, at least we'll know it's almost over. Yeah. We then get Tony and Mark Madden checking in. Mark is in awful form tonight. God. Admittedly, I kind of leave it to you to note his comments, but... I, 
I actively try to ignore them. That's the problem. Is that what does Mark Madden do after WCW? He goes on to be a like radio host in Pittsburgh, and is, radio host or podcaster. I mean, it says in one. I think he's a bit of both at this point in time. But um, no, he is a colossal prick in real. He gives time. me Joe Rogan vibes. I will say this: I subscribe to Urinating Tree on YouTube, which I know that's horrifying to you. He's a really good sports YouTuber, and. He's a Steelers fan, and he just shits endlessly at Mark Madden. And oh, okay, I, I'll take that. I thought it was a different Mark Madden. I went, it's the same oh, Mark God, Madden. it's the same man. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I'll run with that. That was the 30-minute Dan Snyder Legacy of Failure video I watched the other night. Yes. It was about shitting on Mark Madden? No, 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 no. It's about Dan Snyder. <laughs> it's the same guy. Oh. It's the same YouTube channel. Oh, well, you sold that incorrectly. I was Sorry. about to watch a 30-minute documentary. No, you're an tree. Great. Follow him. He just needs my help. Yeah, so Mark Madden's here being a prick. Why? <laughs> like, all right, tonight it's going to be Hogan versus Luger. End of advertisement. Wait, what? The end. And then they're like, all right, cool. We have a clip of Kevin Nash being knocked out, and we get an interview with Sid Vicious later. Cool. Which, the way they advertised that made it sound like it was pre-recorded but no I, I it told, is not no and the way the outfits work tonight makes you think it's pre-recorded okay so nick had a huge problem with the outfit changes throughout the show i'm sure he'll have mention of it <laughs> yes we'll get there let's go to jeff jarrett the harris boys and the ladies coming to? out to the stage i'd rather not honestly the ladies make this act look a little sad i agree this is almost sadder because of the women none of them are scott steiner also the women just don't seem into it who are these women where did you I find them i don't know but they they were probably promised you will be on TV and they were on TV, but they were given no other direction. They weren't like told, hey, be into these guys, hang on their arms, make love to them or whatever. Or, like, or, or is this like the original version of like what's happening currently in politics where like, hey, there's these refugees. We're going to fly them to like Martha's Vineyard and then leave them there. It's like, do they just fly them to Nitro? And it's like, here's the attractive women. We don't know what to do with them. Maybe. So Jared says he got screwed last night. Did you? So Jared says he got screwed last night, and I'm like, yeah? Dude, you, you knocked really? out six referees, and then Roddy Piper showed up. I don't up, think like, that makes you screwed. I think you were trying to be screwy, and you got, it got backfired. Also, your own ref didn't do a fast count. Sorry, you're fucking stupid. Sorry, you hired the wrong guy. Yeah. Sorry, you fucked up. But he's still the chosen one, Emily. <sighs> and he has a signed document that he's going to carry... He's going to carry you through multiple I segments. I thought you were about to say, he has stroke. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, this man just carries around his signed contract all night. Yeah, Ew. so he's a signed document saying he gets a rematch if he didn't win last night. Like, cool. Signed yes. by Kevin Nash, apparently. Sure. The, although, the, the signature might be a little smudgy because I knocked him out. So cool. Of course. You knocked him out mid um, pen stroke, sure. So Jared says, you name the time, I'll name the place. Which I'm like, wait, what? doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What if I was like, right now? We were in different states. I'm like, cool, right now. In Milwaukee. <laughs> this just ends up being uncensored. Cool. Amazing. He also says he's unleashing the Harris boys tonight, and they're going to H-bomb a bunch of people. Fucking Jeff Jarrett trying to do the, you want a war, you've got a war. Trying to invoke original NWO, I'm like, bud. Yeah, it, just, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, don't invoke your cooler, hipper, older brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> anyway, we get Sid arriving. And then Kidman can't find his camera. Oh, no. Backstage, Medusa checks the card, see she isn't on it, and then like breaks the, the, the whiteboard. 
She gets very upset. I don't really understand why. Like, you don't want to be part of this. Well, she questions why she got flown out, which, like, is a fair WCW complaint. Because apparently that used to be a much larger thing. And then it's like, all right, I I want a women's division. What the fuck is going on? Admittedly, I need to own up to something by accident. On the last Nitro we did. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. Here's how you book Ronda Singh. And I was like, I had this whole thought and I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm just doing Awesome Kong and Gail Kim. I literally like just fantasy oh, booked the no. whole thing and I went, oh, no, 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 you just, you just do that. Cool. Like, I stand by, just do that. It works. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I realized in my brain, I'm like, like, oh, cool, this is the original idea. I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's just Awesome Kong all over again. You're not wrong. So instead of a Medusa match, we get Kidman versus Lash LaRue, which... Had my ears kind of standing up a little bit. Yeah, I was interested. I was like, face versus face with no build. Kind of weird. And you're like, oh, well. They don't give a shit about face heel dynamics in the cruiserweights. They don't care about it, period. But they definitely don't care about it in the cruiserweights. I disagree based on the end of this match. but you, Yes, you have legs there. I stand by. What are your current thoughts on Lash Theroux? Let's Let's get into this a little bit because I, I mean, have... I'm I'm in between right now. I don't hate him. I don't groan when I see him on the screen. He's gotten better in the recent past. I don't get excited though. Yeah, it's one of those where like he's talented. I think he just has this weird non gimmick. I agree. Like there's something missing there, and yeah. I think it's character. I think it's characterization. Like he's a good wrestler. I will not take that away from him. He is actually not bad in the ring. There's just like a character missing. Yeah, he strikes me so hard as, like, early 2010s Intercontinental title scene. Like, having wrestled Kofi Kingston or Dolph Ziggler, it's like, oh, cool. You know, you can get a match out of that. But, yeah, I mean, those two people that you just mentioned, especially Kofi, at their beginning of their car- their careers, they didn't have a character. Kofi was nothing before he joined the New Day. Talk about Jamaican me crazy, Emily. He did not have a character. His character was Jamaica, and that's not a character. Well, it was, and, and then it was nothing. That was... They gave him so many weird nicknames. Ugh. Once like, he found, thank God he found the new day. Yeah, like the Wildcat, Kofi Kingston. Oh God, that's that's like top ten most forced nicknames. Yeah, I mean it pains me to say bad things about Kofi Kingston because I do love him. Dolph Ziggler, I couldn't care less. You can shit on him all day. Kofi is but a Emily, good fucking it wrestler. Should have been him. No, it shouldn't. Have. No, it shouldn't. Have. <laughs> yeah, controversial opinion. No, it shouldn't. Have. <laughs> Kofi's great, and I'm really happy he found the New Day. I don't see Lash LaRue finding his New Day. Uh, That's the problem. That's the problem. If he had found that that faction, I think that he would have done well, but he just didn't. Match starts, we get good quickness, and Lash hits a head scissors to Kidman, so Kidman hits Hurricane Rana, and I'm like, okay, cool, good back and forth. Like, again, face versus face, kind of weird to do in this, and then we get, oh, Harris Boy's coming out. Fuck me. This could have been a really good match, technically. And we will never see it. Yep. They beat down both men. And in the words of uh, Gordon Ramsay, what shame. That's all we see of Kidman tonight. Yeah. Like, that's it. I'm that's like, it. Ugh, fuck Quick me. little payday for him. And my hopes have been dashed for the show. So in summary, fuck the Harris boys. Yep. I, my, literally, my notes literally say, fuck me. This is the show, isn't it? Vampiro right. heads towards the ring. We then get the kid cam showing Symphony denying Buff Bagwell. And he's like, oh, my heavens. Don't you tell anybody about this. Anyway, you know, you're fat anyway. Uh, You can't say no to me. I say no to you. And then Mark Madden's like, 
I'm surprised Tiffany said no because she's a fucking whore. Oh, she just fucks everybody, doesn't she? And I'm like, Mark, what, the, what are you doing? Stop talking. Who, who are you trying to get over here? Just stop talking. Let's go to Vampiro versus Finley. Weird match. Yep. Um, during the entrances, we get WCW Magazine with Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, and Jeff Jarrett on the cover. And they're like, NWO 2000 going strong. It literally has not been those five men in months. No, Emily. Emily, you're giving it too much credit. It's been like a month. It no. This collapsed so quickly. Literally, the Nitro before sold out, Bret Hart was still there. When was sold out? A month ago. The last pay-per-view. That can't be right. It is. Why have we taken so long to get through this shit then? Because this has know, been man. like three months. I don't know, man. Bro, this is on us. Well, to be fair, Bret Hart didn't wrestle for a while. He was concussed. Or, I guess he kept wrestling. That was the problem. Um, yes. That can't... That's bizarre. Yeah. Steiner suspended. Nash is feuding with Jeff Jarrett and Bret Hart's... Bret Hart's gone. Hall's gone. So yeah, and, uh, there's also a um a a fold out poster of Stacy. Of course there is. And they and Mark Madden perved over that. Yep. Don't we love it? Don't we love being here? Just watched the Barbie movie yesterday. I'm feeling very feminist. Vampira wrestles on a tank top for some reason. He is Knuff. You know who's not Knuff? Mark Madden. Mark Madden will get eaten alive by Barbie. Vampiro chops Finley a little too hard, so Finley just gives him receipts through the rest of this match. I'm like, to the where I'm like, was that pre-agreed or was something like, no, oh, cool, that's what we're I doing? I don't think so. Finley is just he's a certified accountant in this match. He's here to collect the rent. Finley smashes Vampiro's throat into a chair. Like, fucking oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was DQ? No. I'm like, assuming this was a hardcore match. They never said it. They never said it, but I'm assuming that it was a hardcore match. Yeah, throat into the chair i'm like oh my god in the games they they, they stopped putting that in they're like no it's too violent we it can't do it violent. anymore you gotta do a grapple for that because you really get messed up doing that yeah you'd hold a and then go left or right you couldn't even like you had to like really manage that and then um on commentary they had a little wrinkle to the main event for tonight what was the wrinkle it's now a last man standing oh, steel yes. cage match, which I'm sure there was things happening in the match, but that just broke us. Like, I'm sorry, what? A what now? <laughs> a beg your pardon? By the way, it's not. It's. <laughs> I'll say it now. That match ends in a no contest. The fucking. Why, why even? Why even do anything? It was just. It was so. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a last man standing match. It was so pointless. We had a single leg Boston Crab from Finley. Vampiro fights back and hits a diving spin kick and signals for another move, but is hit with a, with a hard clothesline. Finley crashes into the corner and Vampiro rolls him up for the pin. And that's it. Yep. That surprise kind of finish. Post match, Finley tombstones Vampiro. He goes down swinging. And that's the match. I actually yeah. didn't hate the match. You were itself. upset with the ending. Yeah, the, the ending was just kind of flat. I think part of it is there's a way to do a roll up that it's like, oh, I just got him. This was not that. It was like sunset flip kind of looking thing and just the shoulders down. Like it didn't look technical. It looked kind of lame. No, I'm with you. I mean, it was a very quick ending to what could have been a good match. That said, is this the match of the night? Listen, I don't want to say that. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to. Yeah. 
best bits are hard to come by in this episode. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that at the very I end. I don't have one at this time. We go backstage. The maestro is just beating the shit out of Buff Packwell. I mean, you're probably thrilled about this. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you get, you was getting fresh with this girl. Elsewhere, Medusa whispers a plan to Laparka, who's our like, boy. Our boy. I was like, Laparka. I was so excited to see him, and then he got you know thrust. Just into reading the newspaper. Just having a time. Or a magazine, I remember. Probably WCW magazine. We then go to the Nitro Girls. Oh my god. No, sorry, that's enough, Emily. No, we we have to move on. It is enough because they were not <laughs> synced up in the slightest. It was quite bad. Spice is very clearly the choreographer of this piece. They clearly had about three minutes to teach the other girls about well, this you, piece. Nobody knew well, what the fuck they were the doing. She dyed her hair, so they didn't know who to follow. They didn't know who to follow. Nobody knew what the but fuck yeah, they were I, doing. It was I don't really know whether they felt it and cut away or that was already the plan, but they're like, I get out. It was horrifyingly bad. Go to Mean Gene. Mean Gene interviews Booker. Apparently, he's going to face Vito. That's a lie. Um, and This is very confusing. Booker says he isn't worried about what he's lost. He's like, nope, that's all over. I'm just trying to move forward. And I'm like, good, good face. There we go. So is the loss. He's like, hey, that sucked, but it is what it is. That sucked. Move Move forward. forward. Don't move on. Move forward. And then we head towards the ring and the Mamelukes and Disco come out. John of the Bull seems to be the only one dressed to wrestle. But Disco even like is on the mic and is like, apparently he was booked to wrestle against Booker, not Big Vito. Disco. Yes. What? When's the last time we saw Disco in the ring? It probably hasn't been that long, but... It's longer than you think, I think. Yeah, but... So yeah, oh, it's now Disco? He's like, hey, I'm going to offer you a handicap tag team title match. But handicap on the side of the Mamelukes. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a two-on-one... Like, we'll put our t- our titles on the line against you. But the title was always on the line, I think. No, it wasn't. No, it's a no? one-on-one match. You can't have a tag team title match oh. one-on-one. If it was against Big Vito, so I thought maybe. No, I know how that works. But, like... He offers it, and then Booker's in the ring, and the Mama Luke's blindside Booker. Booker never accepts the challenge. Yeah, but that's the match now, so. Okay. Which, additionally, we've both gotten behind the Mama Luke's as, like, faces. This is some heel bullshit. Don't be starting the heel face dynamic. I want to root for people. I will root for the people that I like. Just because they're a heel or a face doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, yeah. To be I'm fa- rooting for Crowbar and Daphne, but they're heels. I mean, to be fair, Billy Kidman did bury Ric Flair in the desert. Yeah. This doesn't matter. It's all about charisma. Well, honestly, I'm most sad about this because I was like, fuck, we're going to do Booker versus Vito? Like, count me in. That's yeah, a good fucking excited. match. And they're like, no, John of the Bulls here. Mm, this fucking cheese sandwich. Yeah, this is the same match that we've seen. We've seen this match before, right? A, a handicap match of John of the Bull I, and Vito versus Booker? Booker? No. I feel like we've seen this match. I'm willing to bet solid money we haven't. <sighs> if we haven't, we've seen something similar. Like, this isn't this isn't a new concept. Oh, we may have seen John of the Bull versus Booker, but yeah. Maybe. I, with probably <sighs> Vito, you know, interfering. No, but I was looking forward to Vito versus Booker, and Johnny Bull really killed this match. He's really a killer, and uh, he just wants his cheese sandwich. Stop fucking fucking with him. He's like killer of this Leave match. Leave him alone. What's that backwards, Emily? Stop it. We get a Samoan drop to Vito for Booker. I'm like, that's a new one for you. And then the saddest bookend to Johnny the Bull. Like, oh, oh my it god, was quite sad. The, Nobody really knew. What I was think going part on of it is Booker does the kind of like big kind of like hype up before the move, and Johnny went, "Oh, we're going." I think, like, oh no, 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 yeah, we weren't. Oh we were, no, the timing was entirely off. Scissor kick to Vito, Harlem sidekick, which did prompt you to ask, "Is he allowed to do that now?" 
I'm like, so, yeah, that's, a, that's a fair point. Commentary literally called it the Harlem sidekick. I don't think he's allowed to call it that. And then Disco interferes, DQ. It's even two on one. It's like, no, Booker's just better. Yeah, I'm like, no. You did all this work building up the Mamelukes and like, hey, we love them. They're cool. And you're like, no, they're they're heels who are bad now. No, but it's they're like, bad. Remember how they're bad? They're bad. Jesus. All right. I might have felt a little stronger in the moment because I wrote, don't ever dream, kids. Oh, God. <laughs> It was a really rough night, guys. Like, it it was bad. Watching the show, it was really hard to get well, through Well, hey, this. hey, we, we, we can save this, Emily. No, we can't. The fucking Harris boys are here! Thank God. I was missing them. Oh, we didn't note this until this match. This is match number three in a row where they will not stop ringing the fucking bell. <laughs> yeah. Post match. So you guys remember when we watched ECW a couple, like honestly, a couple years ago, and we were listening to coming soon again. What's his face on the whistle? Bill Alfonso. Yes, and his goddamn whistle, and how upset that I was about the whistle nonstop. That is how Nick was with the bell. I had no idea he would be so upset by the bell, but they it really won't was. Stop. He looked at me and said, "What would you prefer, the whistle or the bell?" And I said, "The bell." But he, I think his answer was the whistle. Yeah. The whistle will be for one match. This was for like almost all of them. The whistle was for any match that Bill Alfonso was there. Yeah, but he's only there for like one or two. It's still too much. I was actually keeping track of this was the third match in a row. And they break the streak at some point. But like it comes back later of a post-match beat down. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, it stops. The bell is not going to stop them from beating this man down. And to the point where Jeff Jarrett takes out the fucking bell ringer, and I'm like, good. Jeff Jarrett face turn, but then fucking Dave Pender keeps ringing it, apparently. <sighs> they don't know when to do this to or how to go. sell it. They think the bell ringing is drama. They think that they're doing something. So the Harris boys beat down everybody, and there is not a saving grace on this show so far. This is kind of what I realized. I have multiple contenders for worst bit already. I don't have anything for best. Like, usually by halfway through the show, I have something like, if all else fails, I've got this. Yeah. I have fucking nothing. Let's go to Mean Gene interviewing Terry Funk and Dustin Rhodes. Funk makes a comment about Dustin Rhodes being 10 times tougher than his dad. Rhodes says he's going to bet on them and that they're going to bite the dust, which I thought was a reference that went over your head. It was kind of, I mean, I got it because I thought like dust, dusty roads, but you were like, uh, gold dust. And then he said, you better bet on seven. Is that the first time we've mentioned seven since seven? No, we, uh, we, I mentioned that he, he came out to a theme song the other week that I'm like, is this just the seventh theme? I can't remember what the seventh theme is at this point. It might have been. Yeah. It was fucking generic, but generic spooky. That's kind of how I would describe Seven is generic spooky. Emily, you know how we both record on devices and things that may autocorrect or we type it wrong? Sure. What so, did you just type to? Backstage, Sid just screams. That said, sure. I wrote, Sid just dreams. Oh. 10 out of 10. Pure. <laughs> I love that. He did not dream of his son, though. Honestly, I took a... Oh, stop. It's Big Brother <laughs> premiere night. How dare you invoke Frank? Frank doesn't deserve this. Frank is a great man. 
Yeah, so Sid just, How dare you? Sid just screams backstage, and I'm like, you know what? That that brought me like the first joy of the show, and I'm like, yes, thank you, Sid. How dare you on Big Brother 25 premiere night talk about Sid's son, Franklin? How dare you? Okay, Emily, we need to go to the next moment that broke us. I want to. <laughs> Backstage, Mean Gene is with Harlequin 2000, and Big T is rocking the purest pink sweatsuit you've ever done seen. It's fucking hot pink sweatsuit. It might as well be like a juicy couture sweatsuit. It's not even a sweatsuit, because sweatsuits usually have like the zipper in the middle. This is like... Sweaty pants and, and, and it's a it's sweaty pants and a night night shirt. He's in his. He gym stole jams. his boyfriend's clothes. He's ready to be tucked into bed with a glass of warm milk and a nice bedtime story. Emily, I have to ask. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? What do you what do you got? Jigglypuff. It can only be Jigglypuff. Okay. I, I had no, a similar but different And I have answer. a better reason why it's Jigglypuff. Not only is he round and pink, much like Big T is here. Big <laughs> T is ready to go to sleep. What does Jigglypuff do? Puts him to sleep. In the anime. Yeah. I, I had it's a, Jigglypuff, man. I, I, went, um, I went Chansey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went Chansey. Chansey, very low base speed stat, much like Big T. It's just so sleepy. I, I wanted, I, I couldn't develop a joke enough, but um, there's a very pink Pokemon called Love Disc, and I'm like, no, oh. this man's not a disc. This man's a whole ball. <laughs> he has a love sphere. Is Big T still alive? Yes. Do you think he ever looks back on this? Do you think he ever watches this back and is like, man, what the fuck were you thinking? Well, Emily, not to make you uncomfortable, but to make you entirely uncomfortable, uh, he was recently in Wrestling News because he did an interview. And what did he say that was racist? No! What did he say that was sexually charged? No, 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 no. It's more the fact of um, he said something that he was going to be the victim of. It was like, the, like, here's some plans. So, Big T is a black man. Yes. When he was in WWF, had a um, terminally ill sister. Like IRL or in story? Yeah, no, IRL. Oh, okay. And they wanted to do a story where I think, I don't want to say saving grace here, but like he feuded with the Nation of Domination, which also a group of black men. That's actually where the um, Legion in the dungeon actually lies within the Nation of Domination. I want to tell you to hold off here because the story's (laughs) going to get bad. I want to make the joke before it gets bad. Yeah, they, um, they wanted to do a lynching thing with him. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Lynching? Yep. What year? That doesn't matter. What the fuck? 97. That's so fucked up. And he was like, hey, um, my sister's dying. I don't want to risk the last thing she sees me being beat down. Me being lynched. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Alan Johnson has a very complicated WWF career. I don't blame him. Holy shit. He has a much less complicated WWE career. That's nice. Um, He showed off fat as shit and then didn't get a push. So that's where we're at. Let's focus on um, on that. Yikes. Yeah. Does he ever go back to WWE? No. Good. I don't think that's a good answer. I don't know what the fuck he does. Fuck me, man. That's horrific. Well, don't worry. They hung the big boss man at WrestleMania, so it's all that the same. That wasn't not horrific, okay? They also crucified Stephanie McMahon. That's also not horrific. Like, not, not horrific. There's no, a lot of great. shit here, okay? Uh, d- the lynching's probably the worst. 
but the hanging and the crucifixion up there as well. Okay, as somebody who's not religious, um, I will. I'm gonna say Big Boss Man squirming while he's being hung is worse than Sammy Man being put on a. If we're doing Undertaker a top sing, three, Undertaker symbol being like, I'm gonna marry you. If we're doing a top three, Stephanie is three. I yes, you're correct. <laughs> yes, these are the worst things that happen in the Attitude Era. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing ever else happened. The death stuff is really fucked up. Having an arena full of people watch someone literally hang themselves and just hope for the best. Well, he didn't hang himself. He went, that wasn't Mr. White. That's not wise. <laughs> Which you got to pop out of you. Stop. I forgot about that. I know you no. did. Emily, I want to get through this episode. Also, Emily, let's talk about hanging. Let's talk about lynching real quick. I'm really glad that he walked away from that. I'm really glad he didn't allow that to happen. Yes, yeah. Because that's incredibly fucked up. And that is something that would probably have ruined WWE in the current day had that actually made it to air. Yeah. We, not, yeah. That make, not that that makes it okay that that was even suggested. I hope this yeah. is the big one for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I do. This is fucked up. Well, Mara, there is an interview to happen here. Um, although you wouldn't know it because they don't fucking say shit. I don't even know what interview we're on. The Hall of Me 2000. Stevie says that's what happens when no one watches your back in terms of uh, Booker getting beat down. Jay Biggs cuts a promo just reiterating the stipulation from last night. Gene has to ask like four times, all right, who's the fucking new guy? Give me his kayfabe yeah. name, motherfucker. And even Stevie Ray is like, you remember him? I'm like, no, I don't. What the remember, fuck is his name? Like, um, he, uh, Booker, you know him. It's, um, uh, fuck, Ca- uh, uh, Cassius. Yeah, right? Ca- yeah, Cassius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did feel like that, exactly how Nick just said it. It felt like... Like Stevie Ray was making the name up on the fly, giving this man a ring name. Four by four is a great name for him. Yeah, well, he's not that anymore, unfortunately. But anyway, Big T is in his jammies. <laughs> that said, uh, four by four is also the um, the max star rating I can see a match him getting. Uh, and by four by four, I mean divisible. That's a one. <laughs> I don't mean four. I, was say, where are you I going mean, with that? I that mean, sounds like one a good star. Score. No, four divided by four. That's a one. That's your best case scenario with this man. Oh, God. It really disgusts me how black people and women are treated in wrestling in this time. And, like, it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. You you wanted to review a bunch of reviews that had uh, quality women matches on them. And I'm like... The problem is all of those quality women matches are the four horse Yeah, women women weren't invented in wrestling until... 2013. No, 2015. It's even later. It's even later than you think. Stephanie McMahon invented women. God bless her. Pardon me wants to make you watch her fight her, her dad at No Mercy 2003. Didn't we watch that? No. I've, we've seen that match. We've not seen that I, match. Mm, I feel like we have. It's very uncomfortable. You'd remember if you saw it. There's a lot of weirdness in that segment. Let's move on to something fun. Oh, sorry. No, no fun? Did you say fun? Fuck that. Oklahoma's here. Please subscribe to the Patreon because right now I need incentive. I'm going to tweet out a picture of my notes from this. I, this I, tweeted out, I tweeted out the Michael Cole stop the pain. <laughs> Oklahoma's here. Line. Goody. Goody. He's here for commentary for the Cruiserweight title match. So it's going to be the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea defending against La Parca. And we were all excited and you were more mad than I was. But it's not La Parca. It's La Medusa. It is Medusa, though. Where she even comes out, Mark Madden, Oklahoma together are insufferable. 
I don't even know how to talk about this. It's like Go putting your it. two Just racist uncles together and you're like, oh, they just bounce off each other. I fucking hate it here. I just. And the thing is, he's not even on commentary. So Oklahoma is the head of what division, Nick? The women's. So why is he commentating on a cruiserweight match? Because Why former, is he here? Because he's a former cruiserweight champion. That doesn't mean shit fuck all. He hasn't been anything on TV since he's been the director well, of the women's division. So why the fuck is he here? Because they because Medusa is going to wrestle, but they and they need to set up. They don't say because, that beforehand. It's form. stupid regardless. Yeah, because long form, they need to have this. Long moment. form? So somebody comes out in the Laparca uniform. It is very clearly not Laparca because Laparca doesn't have boobs. Laparca comes at the quote unquote Laparca does his little quote Las, unquote Laparca dance. Sorry, last Parka. We'll call her. Sure. <laughs> comes down to the ring doing the little last Parka dance, doing the little jive that we, right. love, that I we will, love. I will. I will give her credit. Medusa, she did it great. Medusa committed to the bit. She did. She committed to the bit very well. <laughs> So she gets into the ring and everybody well, knows it's not her right off the Even fucking Taff Cappy knows it's not her. But commentary doesn't be like, oh. But commentary's like, I didn't oh, know the Parker had boobs. Also, I'm, I think I fucked myself here. Probably. Paisley cuts a promo before the Parker comes out. I cannot unhear. King the- Booker. That one. Well, it's not. It, it's, it's Batman and Robin. It, it's all it is. It's the shitty... Phoning oh, it in the one that I just Uma Thurman Poison later. Ivy. I'm like, it, it just, oh, it's such a bad performance. She's a Hall of Famer, and I, I hate to say this, but I don't get it, man. She did open up a door for women in wrestling. There's not a lot of women too laud for that. That's why yeah. she's the she, yeah. what That's why she's in the Hall of Fame. We saw her in 2006, and it's the same King performance. Booker. And I'm like, oh, you wanted to strangle her during that. King. I'm not repeating the same line over and over again. I'm quoting her entire speech. She says it about 23 times. I don't even think that's an exaggeration. So is that what you're going to do for our wedding? Yep. Today? I'm just going to start saying it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to stop saying it from today until the 20th. Well, I meant today is this is being released on our wedding. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Take your bets. Are we already annulling the marriage by the time this podcast comes out? I'm not making you watch Nitro on the honeymoon. So <laughs> Thank God. My goal is to be drunk for the entire honeymoon. I don't know about you. Well, one of us needs to, to drive shit. an hour and a half for the beach. So. My goal is not give a shit about how I look in a bikini. I'm going to eat all the food that I want to eat. I'm going to drink all the wine that I want to drink in Napa Valley. I'm not even going to give two shits about how I look in a bikini. I'm just going to enjoy life how I am. And I'm sure everyone can agree with me that she's going to look beautiful. Thank you. We need to get through this fucking show. <laughs> You're the one who derailed I know. So... We have a match, but we don't. Oklahoma gets in the ring pretty quickly and then just unmasks the parka to reveal Medusa. And you ask the question, what if that wasn't Medusa? Like, what if he just unmasked the luchador right there? Yeah, that was really bad. You had to be really confident that it was not a luchador. Well, yeah. It was not actually a luchador. <sighs> Medusa beats up Oklahoma. The real Leparka comes out in his mask and just street clothes. Holding the chair, hits Oklahoma over the head. Emily, I, should we spoil it out? Is he both of our MVPs? LaParka absolutely yeah. is. Ab- <laughs> La- who else? We'll say who it. The fuck we'll say else? it now. That just doing that murder this misogynistic, annoying man. LaParka's MVP for this episode. <laughs> the misogyny like physically hurt me. I did not write down any specific lines that Mark Madden made, but he did say "barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen." Yes, that line was uttered. And that line just, like, sends me into a feral feminine rage. 
Like, first of all, you you do all the cooking. I don't cook for shit. The first time I tried to cook for you, I probably tried to kill you. That's arguable. Second, I hate being barefoot. How dare you tell me to be barefoot in the kitchen? I hate being barefoot. My Crocs are right under my chair right now. <laughs> I'm looking at your bare feet. They are right under the chair Feet-fighter. right now. Feetfighter.com slash bits. What? <laughs> no. Third, I don't want to be pregnant. That sounds terrible. How dare you say that I am barefoot, pregnant, and in the kitchen? Three places that I don't want to be. The Parker does do the dance also after hitting the chair. And I'm like, there you go. Bless this man. Diving DDT from the artist. And he gets a pin in a weird non-match. the artist. I hated this. I straight up not having a good time right now. Yeah. I think actually this is the moment where I'm like, do do we take a break? Well, Yeah, probably. Because I think we looked at the timestamp and we're like, we're literally halfway through. We can do it. We can make it through. And I will say, I don't know what the timestamp on the on the episode is going to be. But like we said, LaParka's MVP. So whatever else is left in your timeline, buckle up. <laughs> Especially because we have the NWO, kind of, heading towards the kinda. ring. As do Terry Funk and Dustin Rhodes. This is kind of where I started phoning it in. Because like, we both wanted to die after that. But it was just like a power through sort of moment. Like, we're both just trying desperately to get to the end of the show. Full yeah. disclosure. I, I mean, it feels like the show is because we come backstage to, to Ric Flair screaming, doing a promo. And he's like, and I'll tell you something. And he gets cut off. And oh he's cut God, away. Yeah. And I'm like, it's almost like they cut to Ric Flair and they're like, riff, figure it out. Like, just say something. Improv. Just do it. And just as he was starting to get it, they're like, ah, done. Yep. So let's go to a tag team match. It is Terry Funk and Dustin Rhodes versus the Harris Boys with Jeff Jarrett. And Jarrett goes straight to commentary. Of course he does. Faces hold the advantage, including a 10-punch spot. I feel like this is the first time I'm going to call actual like spots in a match in the last little while. That's true. Yet we haven't had a lot of spots for you to call. There haven't been a lot of matches that are warranting calling. Yeah, which doesn't help. My ne- that my next note is the heels hit basic offense. There you go. <laughs> and work over Terry show, Funk. Baby. There's nothing special here. The crowd is behind Funk and Rhodes. Like bless them. Like they're trying. Bless his heart. They're trying now. I think this is where they give up because they don't try later. Funk hits a back suplex, and Don Harris hits Dustin off the apron. Jeff Jarrett says he's going to interfere, but then a ref stops him as Funk goes for a toehold. Sid walks down to the ring wearing a sweater. Remember that. <laughs> Only Nick is going to remember that. Nobody else gives a shit. Remember the sweater. Then Jeff Jarrett is like backing up and then just hits a random ringside worker over the head with a guitar. Apparently he's the timekeeper. I don't really get why he okay. hit him. So Sid sees that and then chases Jeff Jarrett like, oh, well, now that you don't have a guitar, I can chase you. Now so, that you're disarmed. So he chases him to the back and we follow this while we're cutting back and forth at oh the end God. of this match. I hate the back and forth cuts. I can't keep track of either story. I hate it. I, yeah. I, I hate it. It's well, so jumpy. It's so bad. Well, we cut back in for Dustin to tag in and then immediately attacks Terry Funk and turns on him, which I thought was going to happen last night and he did not. So it happened tonight. And I'm like, I doesn't feel like I told you so. It feels like a, yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right. This is where we're going. Yeah. So Dustin just kicks the living fuck out of Terry Funk. He DDTs him. Jeff Jarrett gets in a car that leaves and we come back to Dustin beating down Funk with a chair for a while. The bell rings constantly again. Hey, it's your favorite spot. What and if it was a whistle, Nick? Dustin just beats the hell out of Funk for a while. So why did Dustin turn on Funk? Just because of his father's history with Terry Funk? I think we'll find out next week. Will we? Will we, Nick? 
That's what it's led to believe. Because when it's attacked one week, you expect to find out the reason for the next week. You would that's, think. That said. Hey, Nick, why was Roddy Piper the referee last week on Super Bowl? Because he's the only man for the job. Wouldn't there be a follow-up this week in your line of um, reasoning? That, that doesn't make any sense. Why would Roddy Piper explain himself? I don't understand. I, 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 no, I, I close my case. I will note, because we're recording this on the eve of SummerSlam, it's been pointed out that, you know how Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar are facing each other? Yes. Emily, you know why they're fighting? No. I haven't watched Raw in a couple weeks. I don't know. They've never explained it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Sick. Brock attacked Rad. Cody, Love and it. that was it. It's like, well. Wait, is it from when we were at Raw? No. Cause, no, because Brock came in and attacked Cody when we were at Raw. No, it was from the night after WrestleMania, where oh. he's like, I'll team with Cody, and then attacked him. And it's like, why? Oh, yeah. They and never they just, followed like, up. They never said they anything. They just kept having Brock attack Cody. They had Brock attack Cody when we were at Raw. Yeah. They, th- this is a universe mode feud. <laughs> I love it. I love it here. Let's go back. Fuck me. I don't even know. <laughs> Let's go backstage. Mean Gene is here with Reed's notes. God damn it. Buff Bagwell. Ya boy. You love him. Buff says that his mess is because he looks good. I mean. Buff is ignoring the fact that people have seen that he got turned down. And I'm like, I don't. Like, like, I wanted Gene to be like, well, wait a minute. We saw. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Nah. Like, oh, by the way, we never find out who has the kid cam. Yeah, no. There's no resolution to that story. We don't know who stole Kidman's camera. That said, Buff having the wrestler is not the antidote for saving the show. No. We then get Terry Funk being loaded into an ambulance. But before that, Justin Rhodes attacks him and steals the ambulance, but without Terry Funk in it? No, he just takes the car. Yeah. He just takes the vehicle. Terry Funk is still on a stretcher with medical professionals. And then commentary is just like, yeah, they're sending a new ambulance for Terry Funk. Oh, like, what? <laughs> oh, you missed the other note with that. Oh, he's headed the same way Jeff Jarrett is. What? Wait, so Dustin Rose is chasing? The, the only thing is, maybe they meant like, oh, he's headed down a, a like a bad path because they're both second generation. Uh, that sounds like Dustin but, is chasing Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. See, wait, what? Why would Dustin chase Jeff Jarrett? Wait, I mean, let's go to, uh, I don't want to say the saving grace, but it's something. We get Mean Gene interviewing Sid Vicious. And I'm like, you know what? Save us, Sid. You know what Sid does? He saves us. He whispers. And he yells. And he yells. And that's Knuff. (laughs) I'm just Ken. And I'm just Sid. Anywhere else I'd have a kid. (laughs) Which I will ignore and he'll go on, Big Brother. Hell yeah, Frank. My MVP forever. That said, Sid has changed for this promo. This is where Nick gets upset. Yeah, we say, Mean Gene's in the ring. This is not a backstage thing. Nick doesn't hate anything more than he hates an unexplained costume change. Yeah, because Sid is now back in his vest. (laughs) I did not note the bottoms, I will admit, but he's rocking the vest as opposed to the sweater. And Emily, I swear to God, if you say the reason is because earlier he was chilly, I'm going to kick you in the boobs. He was chilly! Sid yells about Jeff Jarrett trying to hype up the crowd. He says the match will happen in uncensored 2000. As opposed to 2001, Sexy. so good good that we have uh, a time. Sick. He also says that he likes Jeff Jarrett because Jarrett keeps him on his toes. Yeah, he didn't talk shit about Jeff Jarrett. I kind of like, admired well, that he, a little. Well, he does say that Jeff Jarrett cannot be the master of the master. Sure. Jeff Jarrett also cannot be Knuff, but like, 
It's going to be okay. He shots a bit more to close us out. And this, honestly, this is my best bit. Oh, God. The bar is so low. (laughs) What do you have, Emily? The barrel has been scraped. (laughs) Yes, it has. God. We're halfway through mine. Actually, we're two-thirds through mine. Yeah, I was going to say, this is more than halfway. Yeah. Let's go to Gene interviewing Ric Flair. Flair says that Rhodes decided that he wanted to be a player. And then says that Luger's going to kick Hogan's ass. This was not a good Ric Flair promo. My God, we're all off our game tonight. I mean, Ric Flair also calls out Gene for kissing Hulk's ass, which is a whole thing in itself. Like, I disagree. I don't think that Gene is kissing Hulk's ass. I get it a little bit. I don't bit. think Gene's an ass kisser. I, th- I don't know. It's relative. Let's go to the maestro. We're almost there, Bagwell. man. We are so close. I only have a page and a half left to know if we're going to get there. I don't want to go to the maestro versus Buff Bagwell. That's the next match. You think it's going to be okay? It's not that long. Maestro storms to the ring. And- you got to say it with a little <laughs> bit of gusto, my love. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, Maestro's my- fucking pissed, my guy. He, You know what? Okay. I will give him credit. Because he sells this properly of like, yes. this has not been present previously. Like, Maestro no. actually sells the story and I'm like... He is the Stro. You know what, honestly? If you gave your MVP to the Maestro, I'd be like, you know what? I fucking get it. Okay. I didn't, but... Yeah, okay. no, no, I get it. Because he's the one actually trying something different putting into performance here. Because Maestro makes his entrance, like, throwing the cape down, storming to the ring. It's like, how dare you advance on, on my yeah, woman? on my lady. I mean, that's exactly but, what it needed to be. I mean, well, uh, well, the problem is Buff immediately gains the advantage and then does his dance. Yeah. Like he, so Maestro comes into the ring real heated, real ready to go, and immediately Buff gets the advantage and immediately starts working over Maestro. It takes Maestro a minute to actually get some offense in this match. Yeah, but then barely, because he headbutts yeah. Buff in the stomach, works him over until Buff hits a Vader bomb, and then flirts with Symphony on the outside, who's like, again, not into it. Like, but I'm not attracted to you. Maestro accidentally hits Symphony into the ring steps, but, like, it doesn't play into the match at all. They're just, like, fine after. It's kind of a weird spot of, like, oh, gosh, she's so hurt. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. Like, she understands that he wasn't trying to hit her, and now she's, like, a little sore, but she's just at ringside. It's fine. Like, what? She doesn't hold grudges. She just holds keys. The cat. That was a music joke. Then the cat's music hits. Let's just go off the rails here. There's no accidentals in this key change he's like all right a bet was a bet i'm like wait what the fuck was the bet i know there was never a bet my friend blockbuster buff wins sick the cat just came out and decided this was all about him that's really what this was the cat decided your match is over let's all focus on me now it doesn't matter what you were doing well yeah so the cat has new music for the maestro which look if you were listening at this point i love you so much (laughs) why are you here but the theme sounded dubbed and I meant to go back to hear what the song was. <laughs> you did not. And I just, I just can't, man. I don't blame you. I just, generic theme number two. Like, it's too generic for even fucking 2K23. The maestro. When I say that, you're like, oh, how can you not tell the difference? Like, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm worn down, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a tired man. I've worn him down, ladies and gentlemen. He finally is cynical like me. Yeah, That's so, what you so the maestro's the incensed, and he just, like, murders the referee. <laughs> then we get the wall and Bam Bam heading towards the ring, and I'm like, guys, let's just, just, just wrap it up. Just, come on. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> chow, chow. And in a spot I have no explanation for, we go to commercial, come back. 
There's some women dancing in cages. I don't fucking Why know. Why did they put the Nitro <laughs> Girls in cages? Wasn't even that. What but, happens? I don't know. Fucking early TNA has a lot of women in cages. Why? What have they know. done? We then see a uh, Jim Duggan TV title recap. Uh, this title is so important, they will never appear on Nitro. We actually note, apparently, it's a Saturday Night exclusive title. Which, I don't hate. It gives you a reason to watch Saturday Night. But I don't like that they brought this title back under the circumstances that they did to be a fucking... Like, it just, all this feels so shit. Yes, it is shit. And then they bail on it in two months. Yeah. It is shit. It, it's garbage. And it's really just something for Jim Duggan to do. Because I'm sure that he complained about his contract, complained about his screen time or something along those lines. And this is what they gave him. I mean, he did say no to doing some stupid gimmick the other week. So, yeah, we'll see. Let's go to our second and last match. It is Bam Bam Bigelow versus The Wall. And for, for the second show in a row, The Wall blindsides his opponent mid-entrance. There's a lot of that. This show has a lot of fucky finishes and not straight off starts. Bam Bam tries to hype up the crowd during his match and just like, they're not into it. I'm like, no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Go home. They brawl slowly around ringside. Brawling action. They're killing me. <laughs> Miss diving leg drop. And then we get a DDT to the wall. Bam Bam Bigelow goes for the diving headbutt and hits it. But the wall kicks out. And they go into a couple other minor spots. And they're like, oh, this should pin him. Like, no, the diving headbutt's a big move. Like, that should pin him. Don't. Like, Bam Bam does like a, like a back suplex. Like. That didn't pin him? What? It's like, right. no, you did a bigger move already that didn't pin him. What do you think? This is like the big thing. Like, oh, kicked out of that. What the fuck? Right. Post-back suplex, we get an insecurity to the wall, and Bam Bam counters a powerbomb and goes up top, but the wall catches him and hits a choke slam from the top rope and gets the pin. I'll be honest, this wasn't that bad. The closing sequence of this match was good. They actually put something together that. down the stretch. I, I like that's what That's what I literally wrote down. I'm like... Okay, no, they had a little bit of plan for that because this the first match, half was kind of mad. But like, I agree, but this match was not that bad. It wasn't offensive. It was, yeah, and it they, was they, offensive, yeah. And they had a fun little spot down there. Again, I think if they had flipped what they did for the close call pins, I think this might have been better, but it was like you started too strong and then did weak shit. Right. But yeah, no, they actually managed to tell a little story down the stretch, and on this show, that's enough. Yeah. That's Kenoff. That is Kenoff. <laughs> How long are we going to use that? I'm just can't. This this meme is going to be over by the time this podcast comes Let's out. See. We literally saw Barbie last night. It's rushing our brains. I'm sorry. Let's go backstage. In a shot I've seen recently that is not memed nearly enough, we just see Hulk Hogan locked behind some sort of door, smashing his cast on a steel link fence, just going, Luger, 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 Luger. What Luger. the fuck is happening here? <laughs> is he okay? I, no, he's not. I, I don't understand. Well, that was supposed to convey that Hulk Hogan was losing his mind. I don't know, man. But like, okay, so I'm not even asking. So assume that was supposed to convey Hulk Hogan losing his mind. However, Hulk Hogan is supposed to be portrayed as this like unbreakable force. Him losing his mind is him breaking. I, I so would, he's not I even unbreakable. Say, I would even say the irresistible force. He's not irresistible. Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, well, tell, tell that to, to uh, Gorilla Monsoon. I will. Call him up. Oh, you can't get him on the phone? Bummer. Hulk Hogan's not irresistible, my friend. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen the clip. I like how you're pulling a uh, Paul Heyman here this week. I love that man. 
Paul Heyman was on the ESPN show and he was like, I'm the greatest of all time. And, and someone goes, what about Bobby Heaton? And he goes, nah, he's dead. I'm the best. <laughs> I love it. My man. Call him to defend himself. Uh, elsewhere backstage in a spot that has me intrigued for future stories. Ric Flair yells at Arn Anderson, David Flair. Get your fucking shit together. What are you two doing? All I got out of this is thank God Ric Flair is speaking to his son. That's all I took out of this promo. Or segment even, if you don't want to call it a promo. Thank God Ric Flair and David Flair are in the same room together. And they are talking. Progress. So Emily, are you ready for our main event? Do I have to? We get some Cinemax music while the cage lowers down. Don't get Michael Buffer, which no. is a real shame here. No, this was some like softcore porn music while that, that cage is oh, coming down. I didn't down. notice the music. I tend to not notice the music. Gene interviews Hogan. He thanks the Stinger for help last night. And like even he's phoning this promo. Does everyone just know what a shit show this is? Like, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, it's one of those things you can feel it. Like we, you and I were both in theater. You know when a show is flopping. Before the main event, Ric Flair and Luger attack Jimmy Hart wearing a Hulk Hogan jacket for some reason. They bring him out to the ring and beat him down, and we go to commercial. Don't you kind of want that airbrush jacket? His airbrush jackets are pretty iconic. Look, if it means I have a friend like like this, I don't because Hulk Hogan, ever the babyface, waits for his post commercial cue to make the save. Leaning so hard on the face hail dynamic. It's not a thing. Jr. was getting beat down and Hogan was like, I'll wait for the commercial end, brother. Because it's not real. Jimmy R was never in any real danger. Did he get his beans? What beans? Did he get a baked potato? We don't no, know. we don't know. He might be in danger. Probably not. But we don't know. And it's all fake. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but wrestling's fake. How dare you use I that know. word. My wife's not fake. You don't have a wife yet. At this point, I do. Not in real life. It is August 2nd, sir. Hogan hits chair shots to Luger and Flair, but loses the numbers game. Luger throws Hogan in the ring as security escorts Flair away. It's like, all right, cool. We have a one-on-one last man standing cage match. Good. One-on-one. Nobody should be fucking with it, right? Right? My cynicalness did call the end of this match. I don't understand. Why? There should be nobody fucking with it, right? Luger works over Hogan with super soft strikes. As they mute a Luger sucks chant, I'm like, why? Yeah, they muted that hard real quick. I'm like, no, this is the heat you want. Why are you like, did you mishear it? Did you think it was Hogan? Hogan powers up and rips his shirt and chokes Luger with it. And and uh, this is where we see that Lex Luger's pants are actually hanging off the side of the cage. Oh, yeah, that's just where he's chosen to hang them. It's where they fit. Hogan signals for a cast shot, but then smashes Lex's head into his own cast ten Ooh. times. I'm like, Ow! Yeah, that would hurt. As someone who's had casts on their arms, that hurts like a mother. And this is where we learn what last man standing means for a cage match. Spoiler, it means nothing. It means, it means nothing. It means leave the cage. It means nothing. It means this is a normal cage match. Yes. I fucking hate it here. Or it means you can't pin your opponent. You have to leave you the cage. Must, you cannot win by pinfall. You must exit the cage. That's just a cage match. This is stupid. Don't worry. This That will not play in anything. Nope. Luger hits a Brett's rope axe handle and smashes Hogan into the cage. Luger is the Hogan taunt and then works over Hogan, including a low blow and then another. We get a torture rack to Hogan for about five seconds, maybe. And then Hogan like immediately hulks up after being dropped. It's like, oh, wait, way to, way to put him over. Yeah, because that doesn't matter. It's fine. Big boot, leg drop, Ric Flair. Whoa. Ric Flair comes in and attacks Hogan, but like using bulldoze on a oh, mismagius, it has no effect. Of course. I love that for you. 
Liz has a chair and Hogan just leg drops Flair. It's like, no, fuck you too, brother. Hogan keeps fighting off the two men until a chair shot. And I'm like, this is getting kind of ridiculous. Flair whips Hogan with, with his own belt and Doug Dillinger gets in the ring who also gets beat down. And then they break Doug Dillinger's arm. I'm like, oh, okay. The heels attack security and we're out of time. Sure. No sting. He, That's it. He's not here tonight. That might be the worst Nitro I've ever seen. That is how the show ends. That's the end of the show. I'm at a loss for words. I really it am. It was really fucking terrible. I really hoped that as we were going through that show, I'd find a best bit. And I just didn't. I don't know what to do. You gotta find something. You're the queen of finding fucky best bits in MVP. You tell me. Yeah, you I know. I'm struggling, my guy. I am... This really, was fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm really struggling to remember a worse Nitro. Even in terms of, like, we've had, we've had a lot of forgettable ones, a lot of ones that were like, oh, there's some, like, bullshit here and there. This is memorable for how bad it was. Yeah, I feel like we usually are able to find something good in yeah, these shows. Yeah, a silver lining. And I will have a best bit, and I don't even know the best bit is something good. This this was hard. This was I, a really I, hard one to get through. I watched this and I'm like, you know what? I get bringing Vince Russo back because if yeah. this is the alternative, it's like Vince Russo is at least trying I garbage. Can, I can find the humor in the Vince Russo fuckery. I held myself back from saying it in last week where I don't miss Vince Russo, but I do. I do, but I don't. I don't miss how bad the shows are going to be because I know that it's going to be bad. I know it's going to be this all the time. But I'm going to, I, I do currently miss the fuckery, for lack of a better term. There's nothing fun on this show. No, and usually the fun is what I give my best bit to, and that's why I'm struggling so hard. Happy wedding day. Yay, <laughs> wedded bliss. Well, Emily, before we uh, go into our final push of everything, we got to find a best bit, worst bit in MVP. What is your best bit? You have to pick something. Best I've got is Laparka beating Lepo Oklahoma. That's the <laughs> best I have found. Is he also your MVP? He for that sure reason? is. Yeah. But that's the only thing I can find. I just read through my notes again and I'm having a really hard time. That's the best I've got. Yeah, I went that, with... the best the quote unquote best match on the card, not good enough to give best bit. I went with that Sid promo and even then That is so bottom of the barrel. That's where we're at, Emily. Yeah, I'm aware. I went with the Sid promo for best bit and then LaParka for MVP. Yeah, LaParka MVP. LaParka best bit. LaParka is the only thing that is keeping me alive. And Emily, what is your worst bit? Oh, I'm having a hard time between the Oklahoma of it all and the Harris brothers of it all. It's like going back to the olden days of WCW where it's just every match is an interference. And I fucking hated that. And the Harris Brothers brought that back, and I wanted to die for that. So I, maybe I'll give it to the Harris Brothers just for being alive. <laughs> Jesus. Do you have a better, best, worst, best something fucking bit? <laughs> I don't even know what to call this. Is this the best bit or a worst bit? It's the worst bit. They're all bad. My worst bit's the whole show. That's valid. I, That's fucking valid. I'm, I want to save that for special occasions, and... This is one of them. That's that's valid. The worst bits of the whole show. Don't watch this Nitro. God, it was bad. <laughs> I, I hope this episode turns out okay, because I always want to say don't listen to this episode <laughs> again, but if you like listening to Dustin Payne, then maybe you I will. mean, this episode won't have re-listen value. <laughs> well, if you want to hear us in pain, it will. <laughs> I'm putting my pencil away. I'm 
calling it a fucking night. And that's a wrap on this fucking podcast. Yeah, if you want to uh, give us a little wedding gift, however you can, uh, your options are to follow us on social media. Uh, this is the first time we had to plug the new shit. X. Because you can follow us on X uh, and Instagram at Butts in the Pod, including, I guess, also threads and uh, Facebook at Butts the Seats Podcast. And you can listen to all of our back catalog on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, iHeartRadio. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, wherever you want. I mean, if the story listened to us and you're like, oh, I wish you were on that, like, let us know. Nick naming off all of the podcasts is kind of a game at this point because I just look at him and I wonder what he's going to forget this week. Yeah, admittedly... Technically, if you are listening on the day we release this, you can listen on Stitcher because that's not gone until August 29th. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so you got three days. But that's it for our wedding day episode of the Butts and Seeds yeah. podcast. Next up is our honeymoon episode. Um, we'll be drinking wine. We'll be sitting by the hotel pool. We'll be taking massage breaks. But additionally, we have our Patreon, Butts and Seeds Podcast. Go take a look. $5. You're going to get a bunch of uh, content day one. Let's go. And work it out from there. We're going to sort out the other tiers as we go. But we just want to put out fun bonus content for you based on Emily's taste. And our history, I think the coolest thing on there is the WrestleMania 18 episode. But I say that somebody who is being dragged kicking and screaming into Legend's house and unforgiven. (laughs) I mean, the WrestleMania 18 is interesting because it's the first time you and I ever sat down behind microphones. Yeah, apologies for the audio quality. I cannot fix that. But look at us now. Look at us now. Look at us now. Look at that. We're married. Look at that. Well, with wedding bells in our ears, I'm Nick. I'm Emily. The Mr. and Mrs. Butts in the Seats would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Butts in the Seats podcast. A very sincere. Bye!